the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road, and Trace is starting the show with us, as he does, on the porch, and he's got uh, information about stuff coming in. Which, where do you want to start, Trace? Well, I'd say the most uh, interesting thing coming in this week is strawberries. So we're Ooh. strawberries in a timely fashion, two different varieties, hopefully coming in Tuesday or Wednesday, along with a lot of other uh, vegetable options, uh, two different lettuce mixes, artichoke, several other things. Okay, so lots of good stuff coming in here. And uh, if you go to the, come to the nursery, you'll notice that uh, it's uh, decorated for Halloween. Not and, as that ten-year-old told me today. It's not completely decorated. I know he was what he wanted a full. He wanted a full report and wanted to win it, and he, he was interpreting he, for his grandparents. Yes, he was yelling at Calvin. <laughs> no, where's they, the train? He was excited. Get uh, off your chair. Start yeah. the train. He says. He says, "What's that long? What's that uh, long tunnel for?" And I said, "Well, that's where the train will go." And I said, "You can walk down there if you want." So he took his grandparents and walked around and <laughs> did the tour. I was I was going to introduce him to Roger, but I didn't. Huh? Him, you could have gotten on your hands and knees and given him a ride. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe in the old days I could have. I've been seeing a lot of people on uh, using wagons to give their kids uh, rides. Yeah, through they, the nursery. They do. Yeah. Or, so, and, or nowadays, uh, and I don't remember in the old days this had happened as much. Nowadays, people give their dogs yeah, oh, right, yeah. right yeah. in the wagons, sure, you know, they're pulling the uh, puppies. And this is, uh, we don't mention that very often, but uh, Milberg's is a dog-friendly um, place. Yeah, to, have, mm-hmm. on, have on a leash and uh, yeah. take and pick up cha- anything that the, the, the chickens might be giving us uh, extra. <laughs> the chickens uh, keep them entertained and, yeah. and uh, the cats are... are uh, Oblivious. Alert and know how to uh, protect themselves. So. I, I would say oblivious is a better description. I just lay there. <laughs> yeah. They pretend that they're stuffed animals. And squirrels, Jerry's favorite squirrel that keeps sneaking up behind you over <laughs> there. Uh, I try to signal him sometimes. Don't move fast. That squirrel is right on your shoulder. You know? <laughs> saw the bag of kettle corn over here. That's what the squirrel saw. Oh, he's after your kettle corn. Hmm. Okay, so let's see. Strawberries, a couple different types of lettuce. Uh, artichokes, Ooh. and then your, your basics, uh, the spinach, cabbage, cauliflower, collards. Broccoli. Brussels sprouts, broccoli. 
Oh, uh, Swiss chard was available too, so I've got some Swiss chard. Oh, over. good. That's okay, what I, I want. Happy. Yeah. Bright lights, so it'll be there real. Ooh, that's my one. favorite. Hey, yeah, and hey, the, the thing about chard, it's one of the greens. It's a mild green. Uh, I, I really find it tasty, um, but it lasts. It's probably the green that lasts longest through the season. A high quality green too. Um, it doesn't get doesn't get as bitter as quickly as some of the other ones do. So, plus it's knockout really attractive in the garden and uh, for a container mm-hmm. i think it's great to mix in with flowers because the, the the color oh, yeah. the cover color is right there with pansies and snapdragons yeah and you can eat it too and uh cherries ornamental cabbage and ornamental kale and you can eat pansies too yeah you can they use them on uh, They're lots edible. Of fancy dishes for yeah, the garnish absolutely are you doing yeah just Jerry and eating his daylilies. Oh man, oh, he goes wild. We don't deer. We, oh, we had to move the good. daylilies to the other part of the nursery because he was <laughs> na- snacking on. Uh, when I see daylilies and I'm walking up here, I said, you know, I, I want to. My inclination is to go ahead and and taste them, see if, if they're sweet or not. And then I'm thinking Charles and Trace are going be... It'd be embarrassing, yeah. Yeah. They, they would not like the fact... They would not like I'm, the fact that I'm taking the... the that, and I'm, I'm also trying to think back when the last time we sprayed them was. Uh, uh, we don't need to worry about no stinking spray. Uh, Jerry is, if, if Jerry hasn't been affected by sprays all these years, <laughs> then he's not going to be affected. <laughs> you ought to see the medications that I'm taking, Trace. You, you realize that... Your sprays are insignificant compared to the, <laughs> the actual medicine I'm taking. Okay. Well, let's see. What else? There was something else I was going to I The broccoli. Oh, the, the broccoli. Snapdragons started to come in, too. Yeah. We got what have you got? Snapdragons? We got, yeah, they're short ones now. Uh, the bigger pots are medium, so the 10-inch pots Sonnets. are medium, medium mixes. Now they call okay. them medium mixes. Uh, ornamental cabbage and kale, finally, in four-inch pots. Uh, I saw a little... Dab of Dusty Miller came in this week. The uh, 2016 Texas Superstar Alyssum, the Lobularia White Stream, that came in. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, that, so that, that, a, there's a lot of stuff that can. And there's a Dusty Miller right well, in front keep, of Marigold. Now, I, I keep writing about Rocket and saying, oh, they're, they're my favorite, and everybody keeps ignoring me. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'll, I'm going to find a source of Rockets before. Well, uh, that'll be later. I have a January source, or February. not in the right size container for us to sell. Are they in? That, they're in bigger containers or littler? Uh, four packs and super six packs. Oh, and you know okay. we don't do packs. So, well, we're, we're talking about we're talking about all the. There's a whole bunch of different sizes of Snapdragons, and. Uh, some of us old-timers got used to the rockets, are rich, real tall ones. One of the problems with the rockets are that they're prone to being pushed over by the wind, and if it rains, they come down. They uh, are also not a disciplined grower, but they, may, they, they do really well as cut flowers. Now, these medium-sized ones that Trace is talking about are, and sonnets, uh, I think, what, 14 to 18 inches tall, like they that. make good cut flowers too, but uh, and they're much easier to grow in the garden. They're more disciplined growers, but everybody everybody has their favorites. And uh, if you look out and see all the colors there, how many different types of petunias are out there? Trace six. I don't know between 
if there's more petunias or more seven kale. mix, and the mix is uh, uh, got a few extra colors in it. Are you making fun of kale too, or is it just for Jerry's? Birthday? I just, I just amazed that uh, everybody likes kale. I guess I like kale in the garden because it's an attractive plant. I, and we, we talked get, about I, the edible kale. Right. I get, I get more more people asking me about kale nowadays than I do about broccoli. Huh. Which is surprising. Yeah, yeah well, that's because they're grinding it up in those. Uh, uh, no, I think they're just considering grinding. I think it's everybody knows how healthy it is and thinking I should probably consider growing kale. Well, I still sell more broccoli than I do kale, but yeah. the questions have, have gotten uh, mismatched. So uh, do you uh, grow sell more kale than you do rutabagas? <laughs> Uh, I don't even have to think about that answer. Yeah. I don't. I don't mention that because uh, a few years ago, when we were uh, emphasizing rutabagas, Charles got this big case of rutabaga seed, <laughs> which he still has. Yeah, because we uh, and we sold. We managed to sell four or five yeah. packets. Uh, so I think the packs. I, I haven't seen that. I don't think it's here. No, I'm, I'm. I think, I think sure Paxton long came gone, in and yeah. got the four. I think he, he he probably donated it to the. Uh, somebody, a refugee garden or something, someplace. Did you, uh, so most people don't like the seed of rutabaga and growing it by seed. Do you have any rutabaga transplants? No. Okay, really? That's surprising. <laughs> Just surprising to who? <laughs> Nobody. All right. 308. Well, he, he may have turnip. Sometimes they have turnip. Turn no turnips tra- tran- oh, okay. trans- uh, Transplants. Chinese cabbage, I think, is a Chinese cabbage yeah. is really yeah. tasty. I, like, I think that's good. Turnip, uh, rutabaga is a lot like turnip, a uh, little milder, I think, but it also takes twice as long to produce. You produce a great big bulb, and where turnips you produce a smaller bulb. But uh, in the south, it's uh, easier to grow turnips for sure. Up up north, uh, the they grow in the some, both of them grow in the summer, and so. they both taste equally as bad. So I mean, <laughs> so, if you, yeah, if you well, want if something a, fast, you go turnips. If you want to take longer to if if it's not if it's not, if it's not a tomato or a broccoli, and the broccoli <laughs> is recent. Twenty years ago, he wouldn't eat broccoli either. Yeah. So. I don't know. He's fond of spinach too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now he does. Yeah, spinach. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I think. And by the way, I think parsley is the new superfood. Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, really. I'm, I'm serious. Laura was reading something online about parsley. You know who else it, likes it, parsley? It has more iron than Black spinach. swallowtails. Oh, okay. That's why I, that's why that I does, would grow it. That does bring about uh, celery was available this week, too. So oh, really? Have, I'm going to have David's celery that he likes so much. Yeah. Uh, coming in this week. And there was something else. That, that's pretty to grow. Now, if you've never grown a fall garden, a winter garden here, um, I think a, a, a winter garden is easier to grow here than a than a spring garden, and uh, you know you got just like we talked about, you know, got carrots and radishes and turnips and beets and all those coal crops and greens. Really got a huge selection of things that you can plant healthy, healthy food and uh, food that'll keep producing all through the season. You can be harvesting all those as you go along. So. If you haven't considered it, go to plantanswers.com. There's a lot of basic information there about the what you can plant, when to plant it, how much space it takes. And we even and have it on the uh, on the uh, topics of the of the week of the month. 
on a fall direct seating guide. If you if you look, uh, click yeah. on that topic of the month. It's a bottom listing in red, and it says fall direct seating guide, and it tells you about what you can seed, direct seed, and transplant. It also lists the transplants that you can use and how late you can use them. English peas. I mean, there's just a long, long list of beans. Wonderful things. I haven't said beans yet. All right, 308-8867 is our number. 308. Hang on, we need to talk about the plant, yeah, the plant of the weekend. Weekend. Yep. Weekend, weekend. 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 We've got to do right. it six times so for each mo- one. Most of y'all are familiar with this plant. It looks like a weed. Kind of. <laughs> it is. A weed is a, an item that is unwanted. But well, I Texas, think everybody wants this. Oh, okay. Texas State weed. This is a Texas blue bonnet, red. It really so doesn't work. one word, so we have to have blue bonnet. There you go. And it's a, uh, I would have to call it an Aggie, Aggie maroon rather than red. But there you go. That's it, what it is. It's labeled as red. And they're, they're, you can grow these in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we... Uh, years ago, we were trying to grow them in a, uh, a planting. You planted them, and then you planted something else. I can't remember what I planted with them, but when when it was time for the blue bonnets to take over, you know, they're not used to being in a nice row, being fertilized and watered. And I mean, they ended up like two and a half, three feet tall and wide. They did a. We would a, interplant them with pansies and. Yeah, that was that. The interplanted yeah. pansies. Yeah, and and, uh, and beginning of March, you didn't see any more of the pansies. Yeah, anymore. everybody was saying, "Well, those pansies are going to grow, outgrow the blue bonnets and cover them up." I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. And so, uh, but they're they're so pretty. They, they use because, because the blue bonnet doesn't bloom until March. And what? And Jerry is talking about a seed shortage. But one of the things you can do to start a naturalized blue bonnet uh, patch is you just take a couple of these uh, six packs and you plant them in little clusters, you know, four or five, but 18 inches apart, little clumps like that. And if they've got the conditions, full sun, um, they get they get some rain, but they don't get overcome by weeds. Uh, they'll drop their seed there, and then you'll have a uh, a bed Forever. That, if it goes on and on and on, and fills up more and more, um, and uh, have its tendency. These reds are, are, very, are really tr- pretty. If you got any blues in the neck of the woods, well, even I guess there's enough genetic material, reserved genetic material for the blues that they some of them come out. Yeah, blue. they'll eventually end up blue, but not for a couple, a few years, five or six years. Yeah, cool. And they're two ninety nine the six pack, and uh, so you can get them, and you could. Um, there are about three flats left. Oh, sort of good. Flat, okay, so, so they're still. And they're fun to give to grandkids or grandpas and grandmas as a little, a little holiday gift. You know, when everybody's going to have their uh, Halloween celebration. You know, you just take take a little Texas uh, state flower. Yeah, and a lot of fun. If they're gardeners, they'll appreciate them. And if you've already got a blue bonnet stand established, in other words, uh, you haven't I haven't seen any sprouting in the wild yet. Uh, I imagine after we're supposed to get some rain this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you think a hundred? You think a hundred degree days yeah, has anything the, to do with that? The cool. We need cool soil temperatures from the sprout. 
But uh, the neat thing about these transplants, uh, these these are the reds that we develop, and uh, they you can interplant those in between those old common blues and have red and blue mm-hmm. uh, in well, the same planting. Or you can do like Milton did, which is kind of cool to have them in a container. And I, I did both just the reds, and then I did a container that mixed them, and that was really cool with the blues and the reds. Yeah. Blues and the maroons. And it's kind of fun for the for the holidays. You if know, you don't want to pull those blues out. A lot of times people <laughs> see the blues and... Don't want the blues in there. Oh, does that really happen a lot? Yeah, he, pull him out immediately. Yeah. He, uh-huh. he, he, ta- he talks like that, but I don't remember. Seven or eight years ago, I went to one of his uh, culling sessions. You know, yeah. pulling the this is this is the target color. I don't even remember what it was. Everything else gets pulled and tossed, and he had all these master gardeners and gardening <laughs> volunteers helping. <laughs> And the first thing I noticed was that nothing got thrown, thrown away. away. I mean, they were coming, and they were going in the pockets, and, uh, and, they, were, and they, they, there were trips People made. People are to, so crazy. Trips made to their cars, you know, to put the. People are so crazy. How many years did it take to develop, and <laughs> so that we could buy these in uh, thirty-five six years? Yeah, about thirty-five years we've been working on that. But they're fun and they're uh, they're attractive, and they are the state flower, easy to grow, and uh, the cool weather doesn't seem to bother them. Insects. The only thing you got to be a little careful about, Jerry, is the too much moisture, huh? Yeah, if, especially yeah. if they're in a container. You don't uh, want. Yeah, you, you, these transplants are so vigorous and big and everything. You, when they're little, when you plant seed. You have to worry about when they're real small seedlings for pill bugs. Oh, okay. So uh, we we used to recommend pill bug baits or, or or something around the plants when they're very very small, the first first couple of true leaves. But when uh, these transplants, the neat thing about them is they're they're so big and uh, they've got got a large root uh, leaves on there that I think that. Uh, they're too large for the pill bug to deal with them. So three right. flats make a quick trip, huh? Yeah. So come on over here, or you can call them and tell them to set aside 76 packs for you. Uh, call 497-3760, and they'll set them aside. 497-3760. We'll take a break. Thanks, Trace, and, and come back in just a moment. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up. You can call us and be a part of the show at 308 308- 8867 308 8867 More in a moment on 9:30 a.m. the answer Hey it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road you know the expression fall is for planting Cooler nighttime temperatures and better rain chances promote faster root and plant growth, and Millburgers has some great opportunities for you right now. For instance, right now at Millburgers, you'll save on fall fruit trees. You'll save 30% on fresh shipments just arrived of apples, peaches, pears, and plums. All varieties are selected for this area by our experts, Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parson, and they're on sale right now in the five-gallon container for just $24.88. Here's another great planting opportunity. It's the best selection of foundation and landscape shrubs in the nursery, and they're on sale for 40% off. Now's the time to plant. 
Japanese boxwood, wintergreen boxwood, dwarf yopon holly, dwarf burford holly, wax leaf ligustrum, and more. Just eleven eighty-eight. That's a savings of forty percent in the three-gallon container. You'll save on these and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. This is Lance Hoppus. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. One of the 10 commandments says to honor your father and mother. And right now, I'd like to honor my father. He fought our country's battles as part of the greatest generation in World War II. He was brave, strong, and independent, and he retired right here in San Antonio, where for the last few years of his life, he fought his final battle called Alzheimer's. I'm so proud of my father. My name is Greg Perkins, and after my own service to our country and in honor of my father, I started a company called In-Home Senior Care right here in Military City, USA. Since 1999, we have been providing the peace of mind that gives the honor and dignity your parents deserve by helping them remain in the home of their memories and assisting them with day-to-day activities like meal preparation, bathing assistance, housekeeping, transportation, and companionship. Call now and In-Home Senior Care can have a care specialist in your home today. Call 210-256-CARE. That's 256-CARE or online at InHomeSeniorCare.com. InHomeSeniorCare.com. Have you seen a family divided over property after losing a loved one? Have you known someone who spent months or years fighting in court to receive the property that was left to them? Unfortunately, I often see families fighting in probate court. Wouldn't you like to avoid this situation? I'm Charlie Weisinger, board certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. At Weisinger Law Firm, we can help you put a plan in place that avoids probate so your loved ones never have to set foot in a cold courtroom. Many times that plan includes a living trust. Let my team help you achieve peace through planning to ensure your family won't be stuck fighting it out in court. Just call 210-308-0800 and we'll help you get a plan in place. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas, so call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or WeisingerLawFirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through Can we be real for a moment? Did you know the number one thing professionals do that holds them back in their careers is waiting for the perfect moment to do something? Now let me ask you, if I told you there was an event on October 6th right here in San Antonio where you're going to learn from the world's top business pros like John Maxwell, Dave Ramsey, and NFL star Warwick Dunn, would you go or are you going to keep waiting for the perfect moment? This is Becky Speed, founding partner with the John Maxwell team. Don't miss out on this year's Live to Lead event at Brooks Embassy Suites. Go to L2LSanAntonio.com and don't miss out. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 308-8867. That's 308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. It's a beautiful day out here at Millburgers. Uh, beautiful flowers. We're, we're on the porch. Beautiful uh, fall day. Yeah, it is a beautiful fall day. And actually, and we got some rain early this morning. Millburgers didn't. I can tell by I got, I got. I went through a few sprinklers coming over here. Yeah. I had three-tenths of an inch uh, Good Lord. two or three days ago. 
Yeah. That uh, official recording at the airport was only a trace. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah we got we got rained on heavily over by San Pedro by the uh, uh, the golf little golf course and stuff, and uh, and then you know it stopped. It rained for maybe fifteen minutes, and then it just, three tenths of an inch when it's ninety four degrees out. The sun blasting down dries up pretty quick. Oh yeah. Continues, Milton. You didn't mention that there's. I mean, you mentioned all these beautiful blooms everywhere. Yeah. And the vegetables. There's these uh, pumpkins over there. There's about. Oh looks, gosh. It's yeah. like about six acres of pumpkins. Where pumpkins? Yeah, Have they got you, pumpkins. Yeah, you can't see them. They're behind your back. <laughs> yeah, you can't <laughs> miss them. Yeah. Milton and I were looking at the little ones uh, yesterday that I had talked about on the radio. Uh, they just got an abundance of. Uh, of kid, what I call kid pumpkins, you know. And the kids just latch on to them, I mean. And it's hard for parents to resist, you know, they sit down with their own little pumpkin, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, the parents look and see that it's very inexpensive. So they say, well, maybe this time we could let you have that little one instead <laughs> of that great big bun, you know. Well, neat that about it. Let's see, is it next week they're having the pumpkin painting? No, uh, no, it's going to be. Closer to Halloween. Closer to Halloween, but uh, that's that's a good way to handle that uh, little small pumpkin thing rather than carving them. Well, I think because after you carve them, they kind of deteriorate. Yeah. Well, but I, it's, it's I think paint the, 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 the painting is on there. The painting is kind of better than the carving. Uh, that's what the, I mean. Yeah, yeah. For, even on the bigger ones. All these years we carved. You know, my kids carved and I carved when I was young. Yeah. But then I was thinking, gosh, it's easier and you got you know if you make an error you can correct it and you yeah. change the personality and, the and they last through christmas yeah they don't they're rot last, last all yeah. the way through yeah. christmas so that that so that's and, the way to go plus uh parents cringe when they're the With kids the are knives, knives and, and, then you, and, and you don't the kids absolutely do want to do their own carving and, right. you, and so you hold your breath as they're <laughs> chopping within with that knife so that painting is a that painting's a good idea and there's still vacancy on that class milton mm-hmm. what do they have to do just call 497-3760 and tell them you want to be a part of it i'll find you the date 497-3760 and reserve it next week and, and you know it may seem a little early to be worried about these things but uh mm-hmm. we announced at the beginning of the uh of september about the um, terrarium class, and it uh, as up. of today, it, it, as of this week, it filled up. So don't wait. Call and make your reservations for the kids' gardening class uh, as soon as possible, so they can be a part of it. And let me see if it's uh, up on well, the there, calendar. There's some of Trace's corn corn stalks over there, Jer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's going to be on, as part of their whole Halloween weekend on the 26th. And I'm sorry, on the 28th, and it's pumpkin painting for kids, and it's from 10 to 11 on October 28th. So, uh, yeah, so give them a call and uh, 497-3760 and make your reservation. And then we'll tell you more about some of the other activities that are going to be happening that day, too. All right, 308. I bet they'll have corn. Uh, I think they might. That'll be good. Yeah. I like that corn. We do. Let's see. There's going to be the, the maze. The maze is going to start much sooner. Uh, the nursery is going to be celebrating Halloween on the 28th and the 29th. 
Halloween treat bags for kids who come dressed in costume. You can ride the terror train all month, Saturdays from 10 to 2, Sundays from 11 to 2. There will be face painting and a balloon artist. Oh, you all gr- things balloon. Balloon, yeah. balloon lady's back. She did a, a great hippo for me. That was cool. And Roger, Roger <laughs> says that basically... Next weekend, everything oh. is pretty functional. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, Roger owns the this train, project. Yeah. The train and the whole works. Roasted corn and virgin margaritas Saturday from 1 to 5 and Sunday from 1 to 5. An employee costume contest. Help oh, us man. select an award. Yeah, I know. That, that competition that is savage. Uh, award our most competitive and creative uh, employees in costume. Your vote. Uh, you vote, and you get a chance to win a $100 Millburger gift certificate on the wow. 28th and the 29th of October. Wow. So come on out and be a part of it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And you can come out earlier to enjoy the maze with the kids and the train rides on Saturday and Sunday very, very and, soon. Uh, the pumpkin selection. Yeah, the pumpkin selection is good, as they say. They've, they've got, uh, I think those are gourds. Well... We need to look up the nomenclature. Depen- yeah, dep- it depends on uh, yeah, your but, definition uh, of a pumpkin. But they're, they're they're weird. There's uh, ghost pumpkins, which we've which are basically uh, shaped like an orange pumpkin, but uh, uh, silver white. And then there's Jerry's mentioned. There's every shape you can think of that yeah. look like summer's. Uh, Ten, ten, size ten summer squash there. Yeah, right? yeah. Green and every color. So anyway, all right. Three hundred eight. The selection is good over here. Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. What it's you got there? Weird, too. Uh, also, they have uh, they have a lot, a lot of sod. You know, we were worried after the remnants of the hurricane came through. That uh, that they were going to be out of sod for weeks at a time, but lo, lo and behold, yeah, uh, they re, they bounce right back, and so Millburger has a has sod for sale uh, now, most every kind that they that they sell, and um, you can also I saw um, a staff person out there with a person trying to de- obviously they're trying to determine what kind of grass they want right, right. on their lawn and uh, Millburgers has got about 10 or 12 plots out there so you can see what it looks like and see how it's responding to the weather and uh, and the uh, Claudette in fact has just went by uh, the staff people can t- tell you about the shade tolerance and traffic tolerance and yeah. And the kind of performance they've had and other things. So uh, if you're thinking about it, uh, come on out and confer with the staff, and then you can uh, make your order and get it when it's convenient for you. And uh, we plant we plant grass here 12 months of the year. Uh, I, I can't think of a month that we don't plant grass. Uh, a lot. Uh, some uh, in Niels Perry's newsletter, he's talking about uh, the last call for pl- planting new lawns. Uh, it's risky to plant St. Augustine after, and this this was a couple of weeks. This was a week or so ago. Back before he, global but, warming, we used to say but, that. Yeah, twenty but, years ago. But that's that's mainly for the Dallas uh, and the northern areas. But that in San Antonio. Uh, especially if you plant now or you know early, 
and to get it well established. The 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 problem occurs with with uh, St. Augustine grass planted and not rooted in, not being well established before the extremely cold weather of Christmas or the main free freezes of Christmas uh, roll around. So if you're thinking about the uh, cats right there. If you're thinking about uh, uh, establish, uh, filling in some uh, dead spots in your lawn, or or uh, or uh, just just planting sections of your lawn to sod, uh, now's the time to uh, now's the time to go ahead now's and, a good and, time, and yeah. do it. And especially if we get some rains uh, this week to give you some soil moisture. So, uh, and the, the, uh, they do have the call ahead and they do have the, uh, they do have the uh, available supplies here. The other thing that I noticed that we haven't emphasized, though, on the sales, uh, ground covers. Ground covers are on sale. Right, right. And we, you know, we talk about how long it takes... Asiatic jasmine and some of the other ground covers to fill in, but if you get a good price on, are they one gallon, Jerry, or are they four inches? Or yeah, uh, they're four inch pot regularly, one fifty nine dollar fifty nine. Well, dollar fifty nine uh, on sale for a dollar. So that that means that you can afford to get the bigger size, the four inch pot, and yeah. clamp and plant them relatively close. Plant them. I think you're going to be able to now with the one gallons. I know if you plant them 18 inch on 18 inch centers, they'll fill in in one year. The four inches might if the if you got you know if you fertilize or prepare the soil and uh, water, water, and uh, then you don't have that two year wait, and and that two year wait is torturous because you got weeds. weeds. Yeah. But if that ground cover, the Asiat jasmine, fills in really quick, then you, you got the question of weeds dealt with. The other thing they've got is uh, monkey grass and laropi, Aztec and, grass, laropi, and dwarf monkey grass. And so those, all of those, do really well in the shade. Yes, and uh, make really interesting uh, ground covers, attractive ground covers. They're a little tough to putt, putt golf balls on. Yeah. But, yeah, but but they do see, well in the shade. But you surround the green with them, you know, yeah. and you get your well-trimmed Bermuda. And they've got and a, the fall fruit trees. They got a yeah. They got our, our favorite shrubs, uh, dwarf Yopon holly and dwarf Burford holly, on sale as regular, uh, you know, as as well. So uh, just a good time to come over and uh, get some uh, plants to landscape your landscape, especially if you've got a new house. Uh, those are plants that uh, are well adapted to this area, any of the hollies, and you don't have to worry about iron corrosives and diseases and. Well, if and you're, like uh, if you've noticed, the monarchs are in your yard, as most of most of our landscapes have monarchs now, um, and you want to make them feel at home. Uh, right in front of us here is some uh, tropical milkweed. Just on the edge of starting uh, to starting to bloom, each of the plants has some blooms, and the uh, the thing about it, you plant this now, 
the monarchs will take advantage of it for the next month and a half for the nectar, and then next next spring, if it uh, survives the winter, you can protect it. They'll uh, they'll be lay they'll lay their eggs on it, and uh, the queens and the monarchs will. Also, I think that we've got the some of the native the native milkweeds are here too, but. These uh, tropical milkweeds are really attractive. They look good. Well, they'll bloom all through the winter, won't they? they? Will until they're hard not, freeze. Yeah, unless there's a freeze like last year. Yeah. Yeah, they they want to. That's you know, that's why the people were raising hell about them because they were. It's thinking ironic. that they were going to keep the monarchs from going further yeah. south. Well, it's ironic because uh, we've determined a long time ago the researchers did that that was not true for hummingbirds. Yeah. We feed hummingbirds, sugar water feeders everywhere. But uh, every expert, as far as I know, says it does not affect uh, hummingbirds' decision on flying south. Yeah, I, th- I think they've got a inborn uh, desire and need to, to go south. They, yeah. They're smart like that. And But now we're, we're questioning whether maybe... Maybe monarchs don't or something. We'll, we'll see what the research indicates, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's, we're not messing up the monarch migration. <laughs> but Good. Okay. We'll see. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. You know the expression... Fall is for planting. Cooler nighttime temperatures and better rain chances promote faster root and plant growth, and Millburgers has some great opportunities for you right now. For instance, right now at Millburgers, you'll save on fall fruit trees. You'll save 30% on fresh shipments just arrived of apples, peaches, pears, and plums. All varieties are selected for this area by our experts, Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parson, and they're on sale right now in the five-gallon container for just $24.88. Here's another great planting opportunity. It's the best selection of foundation and landscape shrubs in the nursery, and they're on sale for 40% off. Now's the time to plant Japanese boxwood, wintergreen boxwood, dwarf yopon holly, dwarf burford holly, waxleaf ligustrum, and more. Just eleven eighty-eight. That's a savings of forty percent in the three-gallon container. You'll save on these and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. You've heard about the amazing benefits of fish oil for heart health, memory, learning, and mood. However, it's important to know that not all fish oils are alike. A poor quality fish oil may contain contaminants and be rancid, leading to unpleasant aftertaste and burping. 
there's a brand you can rely on, just as medical doctors have for years. Nordic Natural Pure, award-winning and patent fruit-flavored omega-3 fish oil. All Nordic Natural fish oils meet strict European medical standards and are independently tested, documenting exceptional purity and freshness levels. You'll feel and taste Nordic Natural's difference. Nordic Natural Omega-3 fish oils come in a variety of natural fruit flavors, both in liquid and capsule form. Children enjoy the chewable strawberry capsules and will ask for more. And you can get these at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations, 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. Hi. This is Barry Hagendorf with Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147. For 23 years, I specialize in sealing all types of weather decks and patios, also creating the outside room, a combination of custom-built wooden decks and arbors, flagstone patios, outside kitchens, outside fireplaces, and water features, hence the outside room. Look out your window. Do you see a prematurely weathered gray deck? I'll clean and seal it with the best wood preservatives to a natural cedar tone. It really can look new again. Do you have a pebble stone patio driveway or pool deck? I have a process that seals and polishes the rock to a golden wet look. Or maybe you have a flagstone pool deck or patio. I clean to the natural color and seal out water, stopping chipping and flaking. Call 822-9147. I'd like to personally create your outside room or show you how to make your deck, fence, flagstone, or pebble stone look better than new. Call Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. I'm in the yellow pages, 822-9147. Are you a caregiver? If not, chances are you know one. Every Sunday, tune into Caregiver SOS On Air. Each week, nationally known gerontologist Carol Zerniel and veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron explore the issues faced by people caring for older loved ones. Together with their guests, Ron and Carol offer help and hope. Learn more this Sunday evening at 6 on Caregiver SOS On Air. Presented as part of the Caregiver SOS program by the WellMed Charitable Foundation and heard right here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Live here at Bill Burgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's a gorgeous day, and we'd love to have you be a part of the show. Come visit with us at, 30, uh, at 1604 on Boulevardy Road or call us at 308 8867. 308 8867. Uh, looking at the sales items, uh, uh, Mel Listed for the first time, their winter, winter new winterizer bag of fertilizer on it, this, and it's on sale or regularly twenty five dollars, and and uh, and then uh, the bag, the the big bag, forty pound bag is. Uh, uh, from $25 is uh, $17. So a uh, good reduction in price. And uh, I was looking at the analysis on, it's got winterizer in big, big letters. And uh, uh, I was looking at the analysis on there, which is uh, 18612, which is a perfect uh, 3-1-2 ratio, which is... Uh, what the research uh, recommended years ago, uh, how, how long did we figure it was 
about 35, 30 years ago, 35. Every everything that I, everything that I talk about is 30 years ago. But uh, anyway, uh, the original the original research that was done on that uh, emphasized the, the need for for nitrogen to to green green the grass up at this time of the year, and also to for uh, uh, potassium to give the give the uh, uh, grass cold hardiness. So uh, that's why that's why the three one two and as I remember the original research that four one two was acceptable as well three one two or four one two. And generally, the price of a fertilizer is determined by the amount of nitrogen that's in there. So right. when you see a nice high percentage like eighteen percent, um, that that usually turns out to be a, a a good value, and that you're getting a lot of nitrogen for, uh, for, for your money. Um, the other thing that fertile, that's the same fertilizer works well for the um, fall garden. The well, oh garden, yeah, for the vegetables, the greens, and right. your your every three or four week uh, fertilization of your fall tomatoes. Right, works works great there. Because uh, so. it's fast release. I mean, it's immediate release. Now, we always get the question, and we'll talk about this more next week. I think I haven't got an article coming out on winterizer fertilizer. I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with the problem of my, you know, I'm not watering my lawn this year. And uh, it's brown again. So I should, I, I, I'm wondering about my winterizer fertilizer, because maybe this rain will green it up, and uh, so, so I, I hate I hate to fertilize it when it's brown, but I I think if you go ahead and put it a fertilizer on there and the rains come and water, water it in, when the grass greens up, that'll do do the lawn some give well, the lawn some benefit. That's the key, though, and that that is a decision that you have to make because the um, for the for the lawn to utilize this fast release night this uh, fertilizer, it, it does it does have to be actively growing. That's why there's kind of a limited window in the in the winter time because what the plant's doing. It's changed, as Jerry has described many through the years, it's changed its growth mode now. It's no longer translating all the nutrients it gets into blade growth. Now it's organizing them, it's stored as starches and and organize them in compounds that, that makes the plant capable of dealing with freezing temperatures. So it's a completely uh, different story there. So the plant has to be taking up nutrients, it has to have moisture, has to, it needs the chlorophyll to be organizing. But a, it's really an important time. All those folks, Jerry, that get impatient, Milton talks about the go, uh, gardening hormones mm-hmm. in the spring. Uh, if you want to influence greening up in the spring, you got more influence by fertilizing now than you do in February or so, right. or March. You fertilize now so that those stored nutrients are ready for action. And then if the weather is uh, what you need for a fast green up, it's going to green up really quickly in the spring. So good time to fertilize. It's well, well worth it. 
Uh, and then I know a lot of people say, gosh, I can never use that 40 whole 40 pound bag, but yeah, if you but I, you can use it on shrubs too. Yeah, use it on if you and get, you can any use kind it on your vegetable garden or, or flower garden. The uh, the onions and the broccoli will welcome. Oh yeah, they're high they, nitrogen. They're yeah. heavy nitrogen feeders. They'll use it if you give it to them, and then it'll translate it into more onion uh, onion bulbs and into more broccoli heads. And, uh, you so should use copious less. amounts of fertilizer, Milton. Yeah. But well, I'm just not necessarily amounts at, at one time, but uh, copi- copious applications. Can you say copious oh, applications? I, you're the expert. You can say that. <laughs> so fertilize often is what you fertilize saying? often with the with the winterizer fertilizer. Yeah. Now, okay. if you haven't done your started your fall garden yet, you're just getting everything ready. Um, you know, if you got if you got some compost, put that in there, to, uh, sh- dig it in or till it in, and also uh, about ten cups of uh, of this winterizer fertilizer or slow release lawn fertilizer if you have it, either one, um, into the every hundred square feet of the garden. So that's about five pounds of fertilizer as a preliminary, and then your side dressing comes later every three weeks. But uh, that really makes a difference. And then the other thing is moisture. No. Maybe it'll start. Maybe it's in the forecast, right? The rain, rain as Wednesday and beyond. So. Oh, yeah, this week. Yeah. So almost point. every day this week. Will you see, and you'll see some benefit or no from because uh, it'll, it'll green. Yeah, that's what I meant. So yeah. it'll still look. Well, if you got water and then you got the winterizer fertilizer, yeah, right. you'll, you'll see the color will oh, certainly yeah. improve. But you, you and you'll get some growth, but it won't be like, like it is in June when it, you know, can put on an inch a, a day. If oh it, yeah, you have to mow it every week. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And you know sometimes we ask for rain rangers. Carlo back at the station says that they're getting rain. That's near the airport. Uh, says it looks like downtown they're getting lots of rain on radar. Downtown's getting lots of rain. Wow. Yeah, well, it's got a big old cell over it, and that cell has yellow and green. How about over at Medical Center? Um, <laughs> there's a, a line of storms. Basically, actually, the line of storms looks like it's going up I-10. It's coming from the uh, south and moving north, and so maybe. maybe. That might be Medical Center. Yeah, so give us a call and tell us if you're getting rain and where, where you're Jerry at. Jerry will get the opportunity to drive through it. and then There you go. There'll be none on his Yeah. <laughs> So 308-8867, tell us where it's raining. Looks like Leon Valley might be getting some rain. Bernie might be getting some rain. So 308-8867. Now, finishing up the the, uh, winterizer fertilizer, my buddy Neil Sperry, bless his heart, uh, he's off on a tangent uh, where he's kind of poo-pooing winterizer. The, the name winterizer fertilizers is a gimmick to sell fertilizer, and he's recommending all nitrogen fertilizer for for use on the winterizer deal. Is that? Uh, he, but he's not against the the idea of the winterizer. This timing on the fertilizer, he's just he's saying that it. He's the, this the, is a, the, the one ingredients. Formula. He's 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 he's. Because of the 
what I've tried to tell them, you know, they they always say, like Neil says, is that it could be like it it could be likely the likely likely the same analysis as your spring and summer food. Uh, the the winter the product labeled winterizer, but he says fertilize the lawn with all nitrogen fertilizer, half or more of the nitrogen in a slow release form. Now see that goes against uh, we we in the past we've said if you've got nineteen five nine or whatever left over, uh, you can use that. Uh, as an option, rather than having to buy new winterizer fertilizer, but that's not the optimum. That is not the optimum. That's not not the optimum, because the original research indicated that you needed a complete analysis. That's that's nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, uh, and mainly the potassium in a, in a readily available form. In the three one two ratio. In the three one two or four one two ratio, and then and then Neil adds, unless soil te- test instructs otherwise. That have those have they figured out in in their minds what percentage of people in urban people and people with lawns and whatever get soil tests. No, but I notice they keep recommending less, it. less than less than 0.01%. What we're talking what you're ta- Cherry's talking about here is that a soil test is uh, appropriate if you get a good sample and the sample is a good representation of your soil situation. Now, an urban landscape is so so manipulated and and so many little pieces that Yeah, yeah. It's just not practical now on the, like on my on a peach orchard or someplace where you got you know 50 acres and uh, you you take 50 samples and you blend them and you yeah then you can get a pretty accurate you get a custom built fertilizer that matches your soil needs but it's almost you can't do that for a uh, home fertilizer you know you go to the nursery and say well yeah people won't do that because they're not going to pay for having a soil analysis which they get back and it confuses them even more so what we're what we're telling our audience here is uh go ahead and uh we we know the uh the millburger winterizer fertilizer has got the correct analysis and uh, in in the, in the right ratio and and it's a complete fertilizer, uh, so use winterizer fertilizer. Now, when just because it's got winterizer on the bag doesn't mean that it's that three one two uh, or four one two ratio of of the, the correct nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium uh, element. Because I know there's other name brands um, that have a winterizer on the bag that are not necessarily 3-1-2 ratios and 4-1-2 ratios. So uh, what, I, what I'm saying, you'll be safer uh, uh, in using the, 
and you you need a quickly available. That's why we don't recommend slow release fertilizers because you need a in the, a fall. In the fall because you've got just a month or so for these nutrients to be uptaken and uh, and and got, gotten into the system of the of the grant into yeah, organized. the grant system. Now the other the other thing you know we talk about the uh, all the segments and the pieces of a typical landscape soil situation here in San Antonio we do uh, lots of gardening in uh, raised beds in raised beds that that is gives even more emphasis to the need for a balanced uh, uh, balanced fertilizer you know with the three one two ratio because you don't you know our native soils are relatively well they are high in phosphorus a lot of a lot of them are high in phosphorus but then then we can go on and maybe we'll do this next week we'll talk a little bit about the availability just because you've got lots of iron in the soil lots of phosphorus right. in the soil doesn't mean that right. plant has access to it. it gets locked up in our alkaline soil so not a simple we, t- we try to simplify it uh, uh, so it makes easy gardening a little easier. But uh, it's that's not why a we put the name winterizer on there. Yeah. So uh, people people don't understand ratios and they don't understand analysis and they don't have to understand them. That's for us to. to so, so we put our the research and the knowledge into these. Uh, Formulations that that we that we sell at as winterizer fertilizer. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to get you caught up with the news in just a second, but I want to tell you if you are planning on coming next Saturday to the terrarium building class, the uh, kids gardening class. It's full. Uh, so all the spaces are gone. Breaking so news. So Stimulating talk. Uh, but check out MillburgerNursery.com to uh, learn about the next one, which is the pumpkin painting, and learn how you can be a part of that. Um, and yeah. that one still has openings, but it's going to fill up. That's on the 28th of October. So I don't imagine they have a quota. or uh, I imagine they're taking many people to call in on that pumpkin painting. Oh, no, painting. I think they'll probably... Oh, they're, they're going to have limited. They're probably have a limit on that, too. We can double-check, but I'm pretty sure. So well, they've only got 20 acres of property there, <laughs> so they can't take more than that. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Breaking news, stimulating talk. This is 930 a.m. The Answer. KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 308-8867. Besides all the things that we've mentioned, oh, we'll ask Trace now. Is there a seating limit on the uh, pumpkin painting? Uh, a seating limit. Now we got chairs, but I think we're full. Oh, on the pumpkin painting too. Uh, the painting in October. Get out of here! It's yeah. not even till October. Uh, no, no s- but you mentioned last week uh, yeah. how the other one went. You better sign up. 
Well, guess what they did? People believe me? They're really good, they did, Milton. They signed up. There you go. So technically the class is 30, but there are 31. Somehow that extra well, we, one got written on We there. knew that we were going to get that kind of response from the radio show. Milton yeah. I was just testing to see if you knew. All right, so the terrarium is full <laughs> and the pumpkin painting is full. He's going to chat. So. Oh, okay, good. All right, 308-8867. That voice, of course, is Trace. We might ought to have two pumpkin paintings. Plaid. I'll go look. All right, he'll go look and double check. <laughs> so we'll find out before the show's over. So call 497 if you well, can. no, if don't you, do that you, until they you, find out. If you can't wait, maybe they got they, they, they got to know get, now. They can get their answer before I can get their answer. Yeah, so call 497-3760. What uh, else is going on, Trace? Uh, well, we talked earlier last hour about uh, some of the new stuff coming in this week, so I was yeah. kind of excited. So strawberries new, celery. Um, hey, fur. There's a, some good write-ups on growing strawberries oh, yeah. on plantanswers.com. Oh, yeah. And it, it's uh, it's different. It's not tricky, but it's different. But you can really uh, do pretty well if you plant them now at the right time and follow those instructions. Well, the, the pill bugs and the birds will do pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you plant strawberries, you realize that you're going to you 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 can utilize a forty or fifty percent of the crop for uh, wildlife, unless you put netting and yeah. Well, that won't have pill bugs. Does my wife count for wildlife? Uh, yeah, she's okay. wildlife. All right. I had better luck. But people than, like uh, I, I think they're they're better in containers. I had better luck. I had pretty good luck with strawberries when I compare that to uh, peaches and uh, uh, other fruit. You know that. Just as anything that sits there for uh, more than three, four weeks is yeah. the birds. I get a chance at it and the raccoons and everything else. Well, these strawberries, I haven't seen the plants yet, but uh, of course we always tell people plant them in September, transplant them in September. Like I said, there's a good write up on plantanswers.com on strawberries under in September, under the September columns, I think. And uh, but it, anyway, anyway, we're telling them, plant them in September. Remove all the blooms and the runners until the until Christmas, and, it might and then be, let them go ahead. Because you're trying to grow a good mother plant. Yeah, might be fun uh, to get the containers and grow them in the containers. Yeah, get the containers. We still got a sale on uh, whiskey barrels. Whiskey barrels. Yeah, and then there's other. Uh, can, what kind of container, Jerry? Would you recommend? Whiskey barrels work fine, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Whiskey barrels, perfect. Um, some of the... They're on You wouldn't, wouldn't even have to have the, that big. You just you would use just fewer plants based on what you've got. Yeah. Uh, y'all sell the baskets here, hanging baskets. You bet. And that, that strawberry is pretty in a hanging basket because it, it droops over. and, and That makes it really convenient for the birds so they pick them. Yeah. Right that, right that but less convenient for the pill bugs. Let's yeah, yeah. yeah. pill bug can't jump that high. Yeah. Man, if you got pill bugs that can jump that high, uh, pill bugs you, you got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, any containers, and well, y'all so, y'all sell uh, uh, black black plastic containers. You yeah. sell five gallon containers. Uh, I've got one gallon, three gallon, which is three gallon, three five gallon, three gallon, three gallon, three gallon. And I've got twenty five gallon. That's actually the best deal. Ooh, those are only ten bucks. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's a twenty-five gallon free gun. No, I didn't. But the, uh, I was with the Salvation Army when they were checking them out uh, for another for a project they had, and yeah, it's a great deal. 
Yeah. The, uh, yeah. That's almost that's a, slug and snail bait uh, works pr- really well to control pill bugs too. Yeah. So. So I would use a 25 gallon container and get some potting mix. You got the. Let's see. The happy frog is that? A, that's not a that's potting. A, that's mix. a soil conditioner. So that's a like a compost. Yeah. So either top dressing or to mix in a vegetable garden. Yeah. But we do carry the happy frog potting soil, and that's the top of the line. Oh, is that right? It happy is. frog is. It doesn't get any better than that. And you really, top of the line is nice, but you don't need the top of the line to grow good strawberries. That's true. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what else you need for to grow good strawberries? Oh no, here Copious we go. Copious amounts. There you go, Milton. That Milton the pistol. Well, I just answer that for everything now. Uh, <laughs> don't run out of Osmocote. I've, uh, I've got plenty. you got plenty of Osmocote. It's Osmocote Plus, right? Uh, well, i got two different ratios. I've got a triple 14 that's that's not plus. It's not plus? And then the other one is a 18-something-something. And it's uh, plus. And it's plus. It's got, and for those of you who don't know, plus means it's got minor elements in it. Yeah, I like the plus. Well, if, no. if you're going to go out of my coat, go the plus. Well, and especially if you're going to use a uh, a good potting mix. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, and, and you want a fast-producing crop like strawberries, it really yeah. does make a difference. And strawberries are heavy feeders. They're heavy feeders. And so we, uh, before we interrupted you, what were you going to say next? Well, let's see, I was heading towards uh, Tango Celery. Mm-hmm. And that's David's particular favorite. Uh, we talked about Swiss I don't think I've ever grown time. celery. No, nobody has. <laughs> uh, apparently, you don't need to grow a lot. Apparently, a lot of people grow celery because we go through a, when we get it in, we go through a lot of it. You do you? Uh, uh, is it in a four and a half? It'll be in a four and a half inch. Yeah, that. that can you grow it? Can you grow it in containers? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It does mm-hmm. good. You can probably grow a bunch of it in in a twenty five gallon pot. Yeah, okay. it it. In fact, you want to grow it close together so it won't fall over. Okay. You know, so it's yeah. celery is upright as stalk. Celery stalk. Well, if you if you plant a plant them close together, that that keeps the stalk upright. They all lean on each other. Yeah. Okay. Just like the rockets, snapcrackers. That's right. So there's Swiss chard coming. Uh, artichoke. It's not here yet. The Swiss no, chard. This is hopefully Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, okay. Um, let's see what else. Uh, there was one flat of blue blue bonnet, but I don't know if I'll be. Yuck. I don't know if I'll be the lucky one to get that or not. Quit ordering those nasty things. We uh, we want to get rid of those. Plenty of the herb of the year. Y'all are looking at me like you don't know what the herb uh, of the year is. You've mentioned this before. I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's the one of the tomato uh, basil, right? One no. of the basils. Oh yeah, no, the balsamic. No, that's not herb of the year. That is Texas Superstar. Oh. Right. Herb of the year. Year, year, year. Cilantro. Oh. All right. Or coriander. All right. Which way you want to say it. 2017 herb of the year. 17 herb of the year. Okay. Well, the herb festival is coming up in October. So we got yeah. transplants already for coriander? You bet. Did you watch the televised uh, Herb of the Year contest? It was great. 
Did yeah. you? Really? Yeah, it was, I, it was, especially the swimsuits. No, I uh, know. I didn't expect that to be as, as interesting <laughs> as it was. I probably have it. I probably have a DVR. Oh, see. good. That's smart. <laughs> so, uh, and so, when do you do parsley? Since I've declared it a superfood now. Right now. Or okay. It's just when yeah. the same when time it, with coriander. Yeah. And do we have parsley? We do. Good. Okay. I'll so, uh, two different flavors. I think we've got an Italian flat and we've got a curly leaf. And oh, I wonder which one I'm supposed to get. Well, well Italian flat. And the the black swallowtails like either one, Milton. Okay. So, and get dill, too, if you want. They like that, too. I got dill one Fennel. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they dill will freeze and that's where that's parsley what, won't. Do you remember little Guillermo? Yeah. Yeah, Guillermo was a dill. Uh, Black swallowtail eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, okay. So let's see. I interrupted you. Herb of the year uh, is here, and what else? I think that's where I ended. Okay, and then plant of the weekend. Plant of the weekend is blue bonnet, red. So uh, it's a blue bonnet that blooms. I would call it Aggie maroon. Yeah, there you go. It's very pretty. But if you went to Texas Tech, you could say it's yeah. Tex- yeah. red raider red. There well, you go. Well, it's Stephen F. Austin, they even went so far, didn't they say it was? No, that was purple. Kind yeah, of. we're working on purple. Yeah. And we've got purple, and we may. I'm supposed to get the seed to the grower, and, and so we'll have purple transplants in a month or so. Hey, so I, I kind of uh, encourage you in the past where you haven't seen the plants uh, to go online, and I've forgotten to do that for the red blue bonnets. But if you go and search for red blue bonnets, you'll see. Uh, fields of them or lawns with them and they're very very pretty and you'll see probably a story uh, you may see a little texas flag in there and then that's attached to a story about that's about 10 years old that was about why it took 25 years to create red blue bonnets or maroon blue bonnets but uh, look at the picture and see if you wouldn't like them in your yard and then uh, call Millburgers at 497-3760 and tell them to put some aside for you there goes all oh, there's cauliflower and broccoli i saw kale in there Kale in there? Did you see? Yeah. I didn't see kale. That's that crinkly thing on the back. Yeah. We all been talking kale up so much. I'm I'm not surprised. What is it? I'm thinking that they used to make for breakfast the, the, the yeah, little smoothies. They put smoothies. kale. They put smoothies. kale in smoothies. That's, a, that's the word I'm trying to think of. Yeah, they put everything in smoothies. You really want good smoothies? You'll like this. Grass clippings. You put beets in there. Beets and grass. <laughs> I thought geez. you were going to say daylilies. No, beets, beets are supposed Daily to be is too good to put in a smoothie. If you want him to drink it, you're going to put a green. Beet greens are one. Yeah, and just beets. They juice them yeah. up, and you drink that, and they got nitrates, and you're supposed to be a new person. There's a little bit of iron in there. Oh, is that right? A lot of iron. And I guess it's red instead of green, so it's yeah, it is red. more palatable to drink. And, and it will stain anything it touches, just letting you know. But, uh, yeah. Can I just use one of the fertilizer to get my nitrates? Uh, I think it's a different thing, but you can oh. try. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to br- I'll bring Maybe some- I'll put some winterizer in my smoothie. Maybe next week I'll bring some beet juice. and. Yuck. No, don't be bringing <laughs> Mix it up with stuff. kale. Huh? I've yeah. heard Osmocote uh, helps yeah. you grow hair. Uh, <laughs> Is that right? Uh, Copious amount? Copious amount. <laughs> I see. Wow. Of hair and uh, Osmocote. Uh, this claim not necessarily supported by uh, evidence, but uh, we're working on it. Yeah. the uh, He's testing it. So I'll, I'll make you a, uh, a smoothie with with beets in it. No. Uh, no, you'll be a new man. Uh, I, uh, I, I think I'll stick with the old guy. 
All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, the number to call. Poor, we drove Trace off with all the talk about juicing. Um, but uh, give us a call and be a part of the show. It's actually not bad. I've had it. You mix it with other things that sweeten it, like uh, like you might mix apple in there with it, or you might mix uh, carrots in it that are sweet. Yeah, well, V8, V8 juice is a... A mix of all those. Does that have beets in it? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. See. Carrots, carrots and beets, you can t- taste both of them. Tomato dominates it, but you can you can, uh, you can taste the carrots and you can t- taste the beets. Uh, you can t- even taste the, the little bit of parsley that's in there. It's got a distinctive taste. So I like it. I like okay. it. V8. It's good for you, too. Look how healthy Calvin is. Yeah, that's right. Considering he's 92 years yeah, old, look right. at this man. He is, he is <laughs> don't vibrant. Don't look, a, don't, don't look a day over 70. <laughs> All right, 308-8867, 308-8867. We got a question in It's uh, from Bernie. It says, what is the best thing to put in my fountain to keep the water clean and not hurt the birds? My birds love it, especially the hummers. And uh, Forrest Appleton writes back that uh, that the bird bath water should be changed frequently to keep the water fresh and clean. And, and Calvin and I talk about, especially during the hot weather, they dry up so fast that you really don't develop any algae in there. But uh, to keep allergy allergy down, um, uh, add, he add about a tablespoon of household bleach to the fresh water. Yeah, very, uh, very dilute. Four gallons of water. Yeah, very dilute uh, solution will do it. But you can get by, just like Jerry says, uh, this hot weather. And if the birds are in there, I mean, you fill up your bird bass, next thing you got is uh, eight species of birds, including white-winged doves, and they're splashing and and sending the water all out, so you could you could refill two or three times a day easily. James is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, hot and dusty, man. Okay. You're not getting any of that rain we're seeing around San Antonio? Yeah, I was going to give you the rain report, and we're not having any rain out here on this part of the county. Oh, what part of the world are you in? Oh, out around Marion, Texas. Okay, okay. Let me look on AccuWeather and see. No, you're, yeah, you got nothing. Well, well what do you think? Did lie to you? No, I'm just looking. I thought yeah. I saw some stuff east of town, but yeah, you're, oh, it's in Luling. Your luling neighbors are getting rain. Well, God bless. <laughs> well, how can we help you, James? Yeah, I heard you guys talking about cilantro. Okay, and, cilantro? Uh, yeah. And um, I, I just grow for uh, like one, maybe two restaurants. Uh, and I've got a variety that's doing pretty good for me it's called calypso it's about 120 150 day to seed which is uh, a little bit better than that santo which is like a 80 90 day uh to seed i didn't know if you guys knew about that at, uh, at the nursery or thought i'd mention it no we so, pretty well have to have what's available or so, buy so, what's available so you're saying the issue is how quickly it goes to seed yeah, they're they're breeding that cilantro uh, to where it uh, 
where it doesn't go, I guess, doesn't go to seat uh, as fast as the old uh, the Santo or whatever that uh, old yeah, variety old, is. Because you you certainly can tell when it gets warm with cilantro. Well, it's a it's a fall should be a fall planting. Yeah. Uh, and when it goes when it gets hot, it does go to seed. But if you plant it in the fall, you're much more likely to have six eight months worth of growing. He is, he was saying that the that the selections vary from uh, seventy or seventy or eighty days to seed, and then there's some new selections. Hundred? What'd you say, James? Hundred and forty days. Twenty to hundred and fifty, and uh, okay, it's twice. Uh, I'm getting the seed from Johnny's, but I didn't know if you, your cilantro group growers knew about that. Right now, we're transplanting four-inch transplants uh, under the thirty percent shade cloth uh, this time of the year because we're still in the nineties, and it, it's doing okay on uh, on uh, drip irrigation underneath that shade. But I'm going to get a, I want to get a start on the on the season that's why i'm putting them out this early huh. all righty that sounds good thanks for the information thanks james okay well uh have fun and keep up the good work and you know if you got cilantro you can make the pico de gallo and if you know if you got pico de gallo you can put that on the fajitas and then you're in good yeah shape, buddy. that's the truth <laughs> james understands how it's done it's Thank the way you. it is oh. man and that pico is good on breakfast tacos too Oh, man, I'd eat it on rocks if I could get away with it. Yeah, that's good <laughs> Thanks, James. You take care. All right. Trace is missing this. Yeah, I know. He can't hear. So what kind of he was talking about? Do you remember the variety of cilantro he uh, had? Um, the new variety. Yeah, the oh, old okay. variety well, was Santos. Well, we're carrying the one right now that Peterson grows. Right, so. right. Okay. I would hope that they and would I, be up on their selection. Well, and he was growing it for a restaurant, so I'm not sure that a homeowner is going to have the same um, concerns. But it's possible. I mean, well, so it's, we'll it's nadir. Uh, it's just like parsley too. You when it gets when it gets hot, you uh, kind of my uh, Judy likes to cook with parsley a lot, and she'll move it into the house, and you know that'll give her another three, four weeks before it starts to decline, and then she. And she keeps sending me here to... Did you have a question? Millburgers to get new plants. Can we ask it on the air? Well... Do it. Why not? Okay. How can we help you? I have an olive tree. And I thought we were going to move. And I wanted to take it with us. Because I love that olive tree. So I took it out of the ground. I put it in burlap. And it made it through the winter. And it's got a few green leaves still. It's about eight feet tall. Oh, my goodness. But, but and it's not completely dead. Good. Is it going to come back? Is it, we put it in the ground. Re, are you yes. re, replanting it? We're going. To, we're going to if we think it's going to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's still got leaves on it. It'll come back. Okay. They're they're, they're easy, fairly There's, easy to transplant. Right. Well, I got a cornerstone. We've got olive trees everywhere, and okay. we've been to Israel a couple of times, and there's olive trees everywhere, well, and they get no water, and they get a lot of sun. Yeah. It was amazing. We, here at the nursery, we had some transplanted. There were special trees. Remember the big olive Mediterranean from the Mediterranean or California or someplace. Yeah. And they were, you'd swear that big plant, it would never recover, but they just. Awesome. Yeah, they just came back. To Do I need to put any kind of fertilizer on them when I put them in now or just leave it be? I don't think I would for until no. they see some growth. Very good. 
Thank you very much. You, you bet. Lot. You, you don't need to keep them watered. You keeping them watered now. Uh, yes, yes, we are. Okay. One, uh, and I have another one that's kind of small, and he's got a couple of green leaves, but. Well, they, they're they're uh, well known for coming back, so right. I wouldn't give up on the little one. Either. How long did you have? You must have had the other one in place for several years, right? A couple of years, but they grow like a weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of right. like Zylusma, you know. Mm-hmm. It's tall, and then. So, did you ever year. have olives? No. Let's go pick them off the church. Oh. <laughs> when it's time, when we were allowed. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much. So I want to. I want to know yes. now. You didn't take your. You didn't move with your olive tree. Did your uh, move with your husband, or did you keep him too? I kept the. Yeah, oh, both of them. Yeah. He's my planter. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. There you go. Well, okay, at least until after the planting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> going to plant the tree. I'm not going to. Safe until then. Now the birds like it. The little birds, the sparrows, and everything just love them. We've got oh, it right yeah. by the. On the deck right by the house, and they just in out. I just love it. Huh. But it's not in the ground there. No. So, now I kept him, the planter. Okay. And That's the trees, and you gave me some hope. Thank you very good. much. All All right. Right. Bye-bye. All All right. Right. Good luck good to you. you. Trace. Thanks. All right, 308-8867. Just looking at the radar. Looks like our friends in Castle Hills and uh, Chavano Park, uh, just to the west of 281, are are getting rain, so you can still call in with your rain report at 308-8867, 308-8867. Calvin, have you seen the planter over here that Claudette did that had the, the uh, skeleton in a half whiskey barrel, half buried, and she planted herbs in it? I didn't oh, see no. it yet, no. Well, I thought you were heading towards that with that young lady that... That her husband was going to be the fertilizer in the oh, bottom of the hole. Oh, no. Yeah. So, but check out that that scene in the in the scaratorium over there. Uh-huh. Scaratorium. And, uh, <laughs> and you'll see what I was thinking, what you're heading towards. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. You know the expression, fall is for planting. Cooler nighttime temperatures and better rain chances promote faster root and plant growth, and Millburgers has some great opportunities for you right now. For instance, right now at Millburgers, you'll save on fall fruit trees. You'll save 30% on fresh shipments just arrived of apples, peaches, pears, and plums. All varieties are selected for this area by our experts, Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and they're on sale right now in the five-gallon container for just $24.88. Here's another great planting opportunity. It's the best selection of foundation and landscape shrubs in the nursery, and they're on sale for 40% off. Now's the time to plant Japanese boxwood, wintergreen boxwood, dwarf yopon holly, dwarf burford holly, wax leaf ligustrum, and more. Just eleven eighty-eight. That's a savings of forty percent in the three-gallon container. You'll save on these and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. One, two, three, four. San Antonio is Military City, USA. And 9:30 a.m. The answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with Military City USA Radio Saturday mornings at 0800 hours. You'll hear from members of our active military, military civilians, and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military. Military City USA Radio 
Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 625. Southwest Military in Chopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with a 10. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need a 10. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. CBS News recently reported that the country of Iceland has almost completely eradicated Down syndrome. What they really mean is that Iceland has almost completely eradicated people with Down syndrome. The story explains, since prenatal screening tests were introduced in Iceland in the early 2000s, the vast majority of women, close to 100%, who received a positive test for Down syndrome terminated their pregnancy. There are many in Iceland, including some medical ethicists, who are trying to deny that this is really a big moral issue at all. One medical authority in Iceland said this, We don't look on abortion as a murder. We look at it as a thing that we ended. And I think that it is more right than seeing it as a murder. That's so black and white. Life isn't black and white. Life is gray. End quote. Well, actually, this is very black and white. It is life and death. It is just that distinct. Iceland is murdering babies in the womb simply because they are seen as being genetically deficient, insufficiently valuable in order to have a right or a privilege to be born. I'm Albert Moeller. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Thanks to Maria. What a great caller. She called in and didn't want to be on the air, but said that James was talking about the Calypso variety of um, cilantro. I couldn't remember that. And another listener who didn't want to be on the air named Dan had a question. He wanted to know about a lemon tree that he just bought, and something ate all the lemons and leaves, and he's wondering what could have... <laughs> What could have eaten all that? All the lemon and leaves. That's what he said. He says he's going to buy another one here at Melbourne. Are they little? But I guess it. I don't know. If they're little lemons, but I can't imagine something eating the. Is that the squirrel? Pickling. And they eat the leaves too. No. That could be deer. Deer would, deer do would that. eat that. And if the lemons were little, the deer would eat them. You're, he's showing about a quarter size. Something. Oh yeah, that might might do that. Depends on how many. Of oh no! I was telling you, you were you were showing a quarter size if there was. Well, yeah, I was just that. thinking of mine. It's got some big lemons. That'd be. I just can't imagine the, the deer deer eating those. 
Well, Dan, we hope that helps. But uh, I imagine if, if they didn't call us. Now the good news is they're relieved pretty pretty fast. I, I don't I don't unless they just ate it ate it down to the stump. Uh, it's I assume it's a new one. Uh, it hadn't been in the ground very long or in the container very long. So uh, you, at this time of the year, I'd be you'd be surprised how quickly that will relief. Which would be a big relief to you, Milton. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and and actually bloom. It'll actually re rebloom. Oh, really? Wow. But you've got to find out what's eating that thing, and and something that it would eat eat it. That I don't think a squirrel would eat the leaves and the lemon. So I'm I'm bed deer. I just deer. can't imagine a squirrel. I'm bed deer. Yeah, because a squirrel. Squirrels got acorns, pecans. Yeah. Right now, I wouldn't be messing with lemons. Yeah. And so I'm betting. Dear. Unless it was an unless it was an alky squirrel and mixes them with his tequila or something. I don't oh, know. A little squirrel sitting there on the yeah on the tree with a drink in one hand and the uh, pecan in the other. You know. Yeah, that's nice. All right, so 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call. Dan, if that didn't help you, call us, okay? Whoops, sorry. There we go. <laughs> uh, got a question in. Can you recommend some plants that will attract hummingbirds that are also deer and drought-resistant? And uh, so we, Forrest writes them back, says, uh, see our list of deer-resistant plants at uh, the best of best deer-resistant plants on plantanswers.com under the category of pest. I think it's under pest. Uh, some of the ones that are listed as good hummingbird attractors are firebush. Have they eaten your firebush yet? They're eating at it, but no, they haven't eaten it at all. Okay, good. Uh, humming, hummingbird bush, uh, Nisacanthus, uh, which is hummingbird bush, uh, indigo spires, any of the salvias like mealy cup sage, salvia, and uh, Mexican bush sage, salvia. I, I've, I've noticed they. Uh, the Mexican bush sage is really blooming now. Uh, they're, they're notorious fall bloomers. However, they got some now that'll bloom in the spring too. But uh, I've been through areas that they have deer in them, and that's what the landscapers are using yeah. uh, quite a bit. And they, the salvia lucantha. And the coccinia, salvia coccinia is blooming now. The red flower is the one. And it, it'll bloom in the shade, and the hummingbirds like that, too. Right. You don't seem to eat it. Um, lantanas. Did Forrest mention the lantanas? No. no he, he just uh, he mentioned a few and told uh-huh. them to look at that best of best deer. And depending there. on where, what your neighborhood, uh, our uh, Esperanza yeah. and Poinciana, or Pride of Barbados. And uh, hummingbirds like that. Some, some neighborhoods, they won't eat uh, Turk's cap. Yeah. Shrimp plant. Yeah, shrimp plant. There you go. So there's a lot. I, Me- I, guess there's, I guess there's a lot of them. I wonder if we should. Mexican honeysuckle is another one that the yeah. deer don't eat in my neighborhood that the hummingbirds really like. I wonder if we ought to make a list of those. 
There's so many people who want, want a want hummingbird plants that uh, that's a, that's a good idea to make a list of uh, deer-resistant plants that uh, that attract the hummingbirds and butterflies too. So you could uh, throw butterflies in there with them. Good, good idea. Something for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, how do I revive an asparagus fern? Is it overgrown, and some of the fern leaves have turned yellow, turned yellow green? Uh, do they need to be cut off, or just hope they will turn green? They won't turn green again. I think and get thick again. Just cut them off. That, look at you, Milton. You're a pistol. Calvin helped. Oh. <laughs> Answer is cut the plant, all stems back to the ground, fertilize it with one of the water-soluble fertilizers, such as miracle Grow, and it will soon be back uh, thick and green. So uh, that, that, that's, once those things get established, you almost can't kill them. Hmm. That's but, cool. But, but it is, uh, they, get, they do get kind of ragged. So it, uh, it's probably a good idea to prune it back periodically. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you need to do it every year, but maybe every couple of years at least. Or you could divide it. Yeah, you could prune it back and divide, divide it. it. Yeah. Do the same thing because they are much prettier when they've got fresh. Oh yeah, fresh, fresh yeah. Fr- fr- fronds. Is that what they call fr- fronds? Yeah. Uh, what herbicide can be used to control grassy weeds and ground covers? There are specific herbicides which can be used to control grassy weeds and broadleaf ornamentals. They're sold as Ornamic, uh, Grass Be Gone, Vantage, Post, Over the Top, and others. And so you just you just want to ask uh, what what. Uh, what are the grass-specific uh, herbicides? That, that means that doesn't mean <laughs> that means kills grass and doesn't kill other ornamentals. And uh, ornamic is is the one that you get in, in larger quantities, and then grass be gone or post or over the top are the ones that uh, come in uh, homeowner homeowner sizes. Uh, Let's see, this one person writes in said they have a hibiscus tree with a braided trunk, one of those expensive ones from last year, but it does not seem to be getting new leaves on the branches. It does have new growth toward the bottom. Will the new growth appear on the branches eventually, or are these one-season plants? Absolutely not. They're, they're, they're just a little bit slower, because, I guess because of the... The braiding or something. All right, let's take but a break. You should, you it's should, pretty. Should, uh, also it's put, pretty slow, slow if they haven't put any leaves on yet. Yeah, it's slow. It's slow. It's, yeah, it's October already. Yeah. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We'll take a break and come back more in just a moment. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bolvorty Road. You know the expression, fall is for planting. Cooler nighttime temperatures and better rain chances promote faster root and plant growth, and Millburgers has some great opportunities for you right now. For instance, right now at Millburgers, you'll save on fall fruit trees. You'll save 30% on fresh shipments just arrived of apples, peaches, pears, and plums. All varieties are selected for this area by our experts, Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parson, and they're on sale right now in the five-gallon container for just $24.88. Here's another great planting opportunity. It's the best selection of foundation and landscape shrubs in the nursery, and they're on sale for 40% off. Now's the time to plant Japanese boxwood, wintergreen boxwood, dwarf yopon holly, dwarf burford holly, waxleaf ligustrum, and more. Just eleven eighty-eight. That's a savings of forty percent in the three-gallon container. You'll save on these and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Hey, remember the mortgage meltdown of two thousand eight? Have you tried to get a mortgage since then and been turned down? Or maybe you haven't even tried because your credit score is stuck at 585 or your tax returns have too many write-offs. Well, Cash Call Mortgage has great news for you. We've just introduced programs for people who've been told no. And what's doubly exciting is that we can solve your mortgage problems with no closing costs, no points, title, escrow, and no fees. Wait, Cash Call, are you saying you now have credit and income-solving mortgages with no closing costs? Are you kidding? You heard right. A credit or income-solving loan with no closing costs. Call 855-875-CASH and we'll work with you to solve your mortgage issues. Make the cash call at 855-875-CASH. First Mortgages Impact Mortgage Corp. BBA Cash Call Mortgage. One City Boulevard, Orange, California, 92868. NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states. Not available in Washington State. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing, terms, and restrictions. That's 855-875-CASH. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-461-8937. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-461-8937 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-461-8937 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-461-8937. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord, but it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line
5.30 a.m. Milton Lick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to talk gardening with you at 308-8867, 308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Uh, Neil Spear got in a question uh, that uh, somebody had planted a four-inch pot of passion vine. Hmm. Sound like Calvin's vine that he loves so much. A few years ago. And now it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I believe it would cover me up if I stood still. That's growing fast, man. That is growing fast, but I know what they're talking about. I said, how can I control this, this rapid climber? Uh, Neil says, it can be trimmed at any time, although, of course, you'll be taking away flowers. That probably probably not a big issue for you if you can't can't open your doors <laughs> mm-hmm. for the passion. They they do grow extremely large. If you absolutely must eliminate it in some areas, uh, it's a broadleaf plant, so herbicide containing 2,4-D could be applied very carefully to it. I don't know whether Neil's talking about uh, select pruning it selectively pruning it. He's got to be ta- he's got to be talking about that drilling with that because I mean if 2,4-D spraying that, on a passion vine that's going to kill the whole plant, isn't it? Well, maybe I, not. I wonder if not. Yeah, I kind of think it'll spit it right back at you if you. Uh, I don't, you know, if the because the, they don't always have a lot of foliage. They got a lot of stems. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he must mean cutting it and then drilling and. Yeah. Putting a 2,4-D in there. Uh, to apply very carefully. They will damage or kill other non, these the 2,4-D herbicides. So it's, uh, however, so it's, if it's sh- uh, sprouting shrubs, you'll you'll have to resort to only planting, well, only, only to the pruning. And the sad thing is that, that that's ideal for, for your for our uh, cut vine and stump killer, yeah, you just you cut that main stem. You can a, you can also get it. Uh, you know, if there's a bunch of s- stems coming off up, you could cut those and apply that material to those, and then so you you know a portion of the vine, if you wanted that to live, you could leave that. But uh, if you wanted the whole thing to die, you cut that main stem. Apply the uh, the material around the vascular system there, or for even more effective on a on a thick stem like that, you can do like Jerry said and drill a few holes and put the material right in there, and that and that's pretty effective. Uh, passion vine, let's see, what what are so the? I was trying to cat's think. Claw. Cat's claw. Cat's claw. Yeah, cat's claw is hard yeah. because it's got. Tiny, so many tiny little stems coming up from the ground. Yeah, and uh, and running across the ground. Oh, but our but the one with the trumpet creeper. Trumpet, oh yeah, and wisteria. Those three tr- trumpet creeper uh, and wisteria. wisteria right. are all all three of those are tough, and but they're they're ideal for uh, using using that uh, cut vine and stump killer. Works pretty effective. Now something like that, you may have some resprouting. But uh, nothing like you would have if you cut it and didn't do anything. And then you just cut it, recut, reapply, 
And after two or three times, you should get it under control, I would guess. <laughs> Is the girl tree hugging? hugging? Yeah, the yeah. tree hugging the girl. The girl tree hugging. Uh, now she sees that we were watching her. Yeah. <laughs> Just give her one more hug. and You're taking a picture of it. Uh, 308-8867, 308-8867. Yeah, Calvin's article in, in, uh, yes, in yes, yesterday's paper, uh, uh, my essay on page C13, uh, well, it's continued on C13, talk about uh, fall flowers uh, to beautify the landscape, things to beautify the landscape. And he recommended, of course, uh, he, he, we t- he talked about stock, and we didn't, we didn't recommend, well, we didn't talk about stock yesterday. We talked about uh, snapdragons and uh, some of those types of things. Or, I think we mentioned ornamental kale and cabbage. If you want, if you want to really grow some attractive ornamental kale and ornamental cabbage, uh, go ahead and plant them now, uh, just like you would in the garden, and fertilize them like you would uh, in in the garden. Now, stocks are kind of an all-star cut flower because of the fragrance. They got really nice, intense colors, right. some pastel colors, and they they last a long time. And ah, gosh, yeah, the fragrance. You'll detect the fragrance just walking by your garden for stocks. And uh, then you can cut them, uh, and they and they really do well. They're very attractive. Another one that's got a nice fragrance. I don't know if I mentioned it in this article. I can't remember. Sweet peas. Right. Oh. Both, both of those. Yeah. Grow sweet, and you grow sweet peas by seed. Uh, probably plant them uh, sometime after the mi- middle of October, the first attempt, and then you, you just replant once a month until you get a. If the weather stabilizes cool enough but uh, and not too cold, and then they, if they start blooming, then you uh, go ahead and use them for cut flowers, and they're very attractive. You can use old tomato cages for uh, trellis. trellis. You don't yeah. have to have Or they've got some really neat kind of portable trellis here, hmm. uh, burgers that you can just stick in the ground wherever you want them. I kind of use those, and hmm. when I move the sweet pea, bed from one end of the garden to the end of another garden so you can um, they're really really kind of fun to grow and they're uh, very another fragrant different fragrance from the sock but both of them are nice yeah another fragrant uh, flower that uh, trace mentioned doesn't may I don't think you use it as a cut flower but the uh, alyssum yeah right right yeah, yeah that's Ooh, potent yeah. And Jerry brought it to my attention that there's some pansies that have some nice fragrance. The, the, ones, without the fa- ones without fa- fra- faces oh. are, are more fragrant than the ones with faces. The, the, it's clear-faced? Yeah. Clear and they mostly yellow, was it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, right. one, that's the one I used to plant in Tennessee for my old mama. But uh, we'd use the, the yellow ones, and, and they would go, unless it was extremely hard winter, uh, they would go through the winter now you probably want to wait a little while on the pansies they don't they don't respond well to hot spells but sometime after the middle october this good time and uh cyclamen at that time and right primala too are also all all those 
But gosh, there's just a huge, long list of uh, neat flowers that can be planted now. Yeah, two we didn't mention uh, yesterday, a calendula, which is referred to as a winter marigold. Uh, I've, I've grown those. For, they're, they're pretty, too. But uh, I always had, I, I grew them from seed. I, I, I grew mine from seed. I, and they, they would always freeze, freeze in, in well, I, would, I would plant them now. From seed, and then they would they would grow a beautiful plant, and and, and just start blooming about uh, around Christmas time or January, about the first time a hard freeze would come uh-huh. and, and kill them to Was the ground. Is that Tennessee? Or no, here? that's here, San huh. Antonio. Yeah, that's back when we had cold winter. Cold, yeah. Yeah, but, then... uh, but if you plant them now, or calendulas, uh, you'll you'll have bloom by probably bloom by christmas oh yeah or even sooner it's or just sooner, like yeah it's like the snapdragons and the uh, stocks the, the advantage one of the advantages of using transplants are you that you get a fall bloom period and then if you do get a cold spell in january quite often the snapdragons will have a pause and then they'll rebloom late february and then have a right. really nice bloom period in the spring too but so there is an advantage of getting getting the transplants in relatively quickly because you get you get this October, November, December bloom period in there. And the most cold-hardy one that we didn't mention is dianthus. Uh, I think dianthus is more cold-hardy than petunias. Oh yeah, and petunias. I mean pansies. Do you? Pan, man, pansies. Yeah, that's probably a, pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. But, well, the uh, pansies have an advantage. They're probably a little lower, closer to soil, maybe. Yeah. But, but Dian- yeah, you're right, dianthus. And then the thing about dianthus also has maybe more warm tolerance. Pansies last pretty well into the spring, yeah. but dianthus will go till June if you give them that little trim. You have to keep keep them fertilized and keep the keep after they go through a bloom cycle, uh, cut those old blooms off. Yeah. But dianthus is one of my favorite plants. The, the problem, the reason it doesn't compete with pansies, is it cycles through blooms, and uh, it doesn't bloom as much as pansies hmm. does. Yeah, pansies are blooming when you plant them, transplant, right, and they bloom every single day, absolutely, all the way through until they decide it's too hot. Dianthus will have some pauses. Thing about dianthus are they're real drought they're real drought tolerant too. Oh yeah, yeah. You, and you you can tell why they're drought tolerant when you try to get them out of the container. They just yeah, I mean they have a massive. Oh yeah, it's like root, grass. Root, root, yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's see. You did mention sweet peas and pr- pr- primula. You also mentioned primula. Can be planted. Oh uh, no, that's later on this winter. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, and the, the, there, the reason we wait till later on because uh, of these unexpected uh, warm snaps or hot snaps that we have in September and October. But uh, and they're here. Uh, Milton's mentioned the the color. We look mm-hmm. out up there. I'm in there's. Uh, eight or nine different of those flowers that we talked about 
and lots and lots of different color versions. Uh, yep. And the mums are out there, too. Yeah, the mums are sure nice, and there are fewer and fewer of them. There's, so, uh, there's some more uh, uh, coal crops. Oh, okay. What are those? I'm thinking there's some cabbage there. Yeah. And uh, maybe maybe some broccoli in the left hand over there. Cool. All right, again, 308-8867. If you got a question, you can probably sneak it in real quick, 308-8867. Somebody wrote in and said, we brought some small uh, hybrid live oak trees and planted them. Uh, they are doing great, but we don't know how much to prune them. The trees are 7 to 8 feet tall, and the branches, greenery starts about a foot off the ground. Uh, should we t- should we take the lower branches off? If so, how high up should we go? The answer, uh, Forrest answers, is you should not remove any of the lower branches until they are at least one inch in diameter. The tree the tree needs every leaf at this stage to make food for it to grow for it to grow vigorously. This is called the trashy trunk method of pruning. Once the branches reach that diameter, you may remove them up as high as you need to to be able to walk uh, comfortably under the tree. So uh, we, and that also protects that uh, trunk from uh, sun scald, but Matt, uh, which just, can be a problem. Now. Just remind everybody because we get that question quite often. Um, you don't prune off any of those leaves until you have to, or if you you want some kind of a guideline until they get to be one inch in diameter, because when they're small, you're you're trying to maximize the growth rate, growth of roots, and everything. You want to slow the plant down, so once it gets some size, then you can worry about the cosmetics. But at that point. Lots of leaves. The more leaves, the better. Diane is on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Diane. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Thank you. I was wondering if rain barrels are a good investment. Well, Milton, you tell us. You've got a rain barrel. Well, no, I don't. I don't have a well, it depends. Well, you got one of the free rain barrels. Yeah. Oh, the rain barrel. I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. whiskey barrels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love my rain barrel. We have two of them. Okay. It depends on how you you calculate the investment. If you're calculating it in terms of dollars saved on water, mm-hmm. then, it's, then it's a question. But if you're calculating it in terms of quality water for your plants and uh, re- uh, recycling is just naturally desirable or a lot of folks like to wash their hair with that, that water uh, that rain rainwater it's acidic uh, then then the investment but in terms of rainwater collection in terms of economic returns uh in a city like San Antonio, is sometimes hard to justify because the storage is so expensive the what compared so, to what you pay for water. Yeah. The what is so expensive? I'm sorry. The the storage. The storage. Oh, the bin. Because you, you got fifty, you know, you got fifty-five gallons, you know, say a big barrel or forty gallons in most barrels. Mm-hmm. It fills up, uh, you know, in about half hour of rain, 
and then then you got to use it, and then it's got to rain again to fill it up right. again. And so we have our erratic rainfall. I like is mine. It, is it mostly for doing plants, watering plants, or can you use it on your grass? Is that is that feasible or useful on grass? You don't have enough storage. Yeah, it's not enough to, to do any good. Oh, okay, it's so it's mostly it's, it's best to use on potted plant and house plants and that's what we do. And, okay. Uh, and or we'll water certain plants that are in the water. ground and yeah, and okay. just hook up a hose to it and just go at it and it comes off the roof when it does rain. It doesn't take a lot of rain to mm-hmm. to make an impact. So yeah. But and it I wouldn't think be Saws enough. Is to... giving a discount again, by the way. Yeah, they have you coupons. I, but the thing is, I was wanting more for grass, so maybe it's not worthwhile to water grass because I don't have plants. Well, no. the grass is just not enough. You know, t- typically when you turn on your sprinkler to water a uh, typical lawn, mm-hmm. it may be as much as 3,000, 3,500 3, gallons. Yeah. Okay. And we're talking about a 40-gallon Rain barrel. Diane, okay. we got to run. Okay, call, thank call you very much. Call us again on Saturday. Do That's a good question, thing. though. Talk to us That's next great Saturday. Great question. Yeah, call us next Saturday. All right, 308 8867. I just do it out of habit. I'll say goodbye for today. Thanks to Carlo. Thanks to you. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.